Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. I appreciate you making some time to join us today to talk a little bit about the market and the economy and where things are going right now. As always, I'll say what I say every week, which is just that what you're about to hear should not be considered individual investment advice, but instead our view on the broader market, where things are going, and if you'd like to discuss how it might relate to your personal portfolio, I'd encourage you to give us a call here at the office. With that, let's go ahead and dive in. I'm going to ask for your forgiveness. I have really lost my voice. I have been yelling at the ballpark all weekend, trying to help a group of 11-year-old boys get a couple wins, and I am hoarse right now, so my apologies. But we will get through this. You know, it was a happy week in the market this week. It was an exciting week. It was all over the news. We are officially back in a bull market. That's great news. The S&P 500 is officially up 20% from the bottom we experienced last October. And it's, it's good for portfolios. It's good for the psyche of the market. It's a good thing to happen. But the question I want to ask today and the thing I want to discuss is, does this bull market have legs? Is this something that has the ability to last? Or is this just one heck of a bear rally, kind of a false recovery off the bottom? Let's look at what we know and what it means we can expect over the next couple of weeks and especially over the next few months and and probably most importantly what we can expect this week as we go into the Fed meeting. The first thing we absolutely must understand is that this bull rally is driven by a very few names. It's a skinny bull and it is almost entirely driven by the market embracing this idea of artificial intelligence as the next big game changer for the economy. The big five stocks so far this year All names you know are Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, Amazon, and NVIDIA. Combined, those five stocks are up an average 56.2% year-to-date. If you remove those five names and look at the other 495 names in the S&P 500, the market is up just 1.5% year-to-date. If you pull out two other names, Meta, which is up 120% year-to-date, and Tesla, which is up 66% year-to-date, the S&P is actually down for the year. Seven names have accounted for all of the market's positive results year-to-date. In fact, market breadth has never been this narrow before. If you look at what we call an equal weight S&P 500, so that's saying you have 500 names and they're all weighted equally in a portfolio. So each one is worth 0.2% of the broader portfolio, whereas I think many of my listeners know the S&P 500 is actually a market cap weighted index, meaning the bigger the company, the bigger the weight in the index. But if you if you get rid of that and just look at each of the companies equally, the S&P 500 equal weight performance so far this year is actually one of the worst years we've seen on history. In fact, it's the worst we've seen since the 1980s. But does that mean that it's all for naught and that it's just a couple of lucky names and it's not going to last? Or is there a way to fatten this cow? There is some really good history on this because history shows us that outperformance by big mega cap names can actually be a sign of good things to come. 
If you look at previous times where we've seen this kind of outperformance by a few big names, what we know is that the S&P has actually averaged as a broader index a 6.7% gain in the six months following a surge by the super big names. And 12 months later, the number's actually much better. It's actually 22.2% positive. That's really good news. But to do that, we gotta feed this cow. And where's the cattle feed gonna come from? Because in the end, it comes back to fundamentals. If this bull market is going to survive, it's going to need some breadth. And breadth is going to come from performance in the rest of the market. The first thing to understand here is valuations. I have talked a lot on this podcast. We've talked a lot to our clients over the years about PE ratios. Why? Because we think they're a good measure of how cheap or how expensive the market is at a given time. The forward PE ratio for the S&P 500 right now sits at 18 and a half times earnings. That's cheaper than it was a year ago when it was running about 21 and a half, and it's cheaper than the five-year average which is about 18.6, but it is a little pricier than the 10-year average, which comes in at 17.3. But we have to understand, again, we get back to this idea of a market cap-weighted index, where are these values coming from? Because the big five names that we talked about make up almost 24% of the market, and they all have super elevated PEs. They range from 23x for Google to 79x for Amazon. Combined, they make up nearly half of the weighted forward PE for the market. That means that the other 499 names, their combined forward PE comes to about 12 and a quarter X. That's remarkably cheap. Historically, that's a very good number to go in and buy equities. But the PE calculation has two variables. It has price and it has earnings. If price goes up and earnings stay flat, the PE ratio goes up and vice versa. So the expectations for future earnings are really important to this conversation. And you may recall me talking about this quote-unquote earnings recession that analysts were predicting at the beginning of this year. It's still expected to happen. We saw a little drop in earnings in the first quarter, I think down 2%. And right now the expectation is that for Q2, we're going to be down 6.4%. But what's interesting is that the depth of that drop is not nearly as bad as what they're predicting at the beginning of the year. And the expected recovery later this year is expanding rapidly as well. Right now, they're showing an expectation of a 9% rally in earnings in the second half of this year, 0.8% in Q3 and 8.2% in Q4. That kind of rally in earnings combined with the cheap PE for most of the market just might be the feed this skinny cow needs. But we can't get too excited. As much as we love to finally be discussing fundamentals of the market again, I think it's important to understand that we all know it's not just about fundamentals, right? There are still certain factors outside the market that have a significant impact on how well your portfolio is doing. We've experienced a lot of them in the last few years. We've had COVID and Ukraine and debt ceilings and inflation and interest rates, you name it. We've just been getting bombarded with this stuff, and it has proven to be way more important to the success or lack of success in the market than just the fundamentals. Hopefully, we're getting through some of that, but there is one big thing that has to be solved before we can get excited about equities, and that is, of course, the Fed. And this week is a big week when it comes to the Fed. Tomorrow, we get the CPI data. Right now, the expectation is that core CPI is going to go up 0.4% month over month, and all items CPI is going to go up 0.3%. 
It's a pretty flat read from last month. Then on Wednesday, we get the Fed's all-important announcement on interest rates. Now, if you've been listening at all for the last couple of weeks or months, you know that handicapping what the Fed is going to do is really a pointless endeavor. But we better understand the consequences of the outcome. The market right now thinks that the Fed is going to pause. Whether they do or not, that is what the expectation has been set as. In fact, the probability today, according to CME, is still at 74%, roughly where it was a week ago. If the market gets what it expects, that should be very good news. But it's important to remember it's never that simple with the Fed. Any good news, they're probably going to temper it, right? If they do pause, they're probably going to talk about all the reasons they might have to come back and raise again. And if they say the wrong thing, if they come out and they jack interest rates up again and they sound very, very hawkish, the market is not going to like that, no matter how attractive this bull looks right now. So we have to watch for a very potentially volatile week in the market as anticipation builds and the results come in. But if we can get past this, if we can get that pause and we can start to see a little bit of breadth in this bull, things could certainly be looking up for the back half of the year. We'll be watching it closely this week and I look forward to getting on here with you next week to talk about exactly what the Fed did. Until then, buckle up. It could be a little bit of a rocky week but we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to having some answers. We'll leave it there this week. As always, if you have any questions or would like to discuss it further, please give us a call here at the office at 515-273-1333, or you can visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to touching base with you again soon. Take care. Securities offered through RJ Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, NFL. Investment Advisory Services offered through RHA Wealth Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment firm.